Good morning, brothers and sisters. Hopefully everything is going good and well on this great morning. This morning, I wanted to talk to you a little uh, to continue our subject. Give it to God. Give it to God. Give it to him for he knows everything. He can heal everything. He can cure everything that we have. Let's go into word of prayer. Father, we come to you right now on this wonderful morning. We say thank you for allowing us to slumber and sleep last night. Thank you for saving us, Father God. You waved off the flag and said, not yet, for you still have work to do in the vineyard. Father, help, Father God, help us to continue to work for you, Father God, and not turn over to Satan. Help us to continue, Father God, to work and give you all the glory, not to sell out to Satan. Father, help us to continue, Father God, to stay on the path of you, Father God, to stay on that path of worshiping you and all of you. Father, thank you, Father God, for allowing us, Father God, to be able to hear one another. Thank you for allowing us to be able to breathe. Thank you for allowing us to be able to move, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to be able to dress ourselves, Father there's some people that can't dress themselves. There's some people that can't talk for themselves. Father, there's some people that can't hear or see. But Father, we have all our limbs, Father God. I say thank you for allowing us to have all of our limbs. We give it to you right now, oh Father. We say thank you right now because we could have been dead long time ago. But you allowed us to live one more day. You allowed us to get up with fresh grace and mercy. And I say thank you, oh Father, for what you have done. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for the food that is on our table. Thank you for the spices on our shelf. Thank you for the skillet that we cook it in. Thank you for the pans that we cook it in. Thank you, Father God, for the stove. Thank you for the microwave. Father, say thank you for our utensils that we cook with. Thank you, Father God, for dishwashing soap. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us to be able to go to and fro work. Thank you for allowing us to be able to go to and fro to the grocery store, Father. Now I stretch my hand and say, Father, watch over every hospital. Watch over every nurse, every doctor, every everybody that works in the healthcare industry. Father God, big or small, even janitorial, Father God, watch over everybody that's in the hospitals, that's putting their life in danger, Father God to help us, Father God, to help save us, Father God. Thank you for that, Father Watch over everybody that got the coronavirus, Father Watch over them, and you know, I know you can heal them, Father God, in your due time. Watch over them and give you all praise, give you all glories right now. Help us not to get sick, Father Help us to stay strong, Father in your name and your will, Father God, just say thank you right now for this message that's going to be going forward. Open my mouth, Father God, so someone can get blessed. Father God, somebody can feel awesome, Father God. Somebody can be healed, Father God. Somebody, Father God, can be saved today. Just open my mouth and say what you want me to say. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I give God all the glory. God is awesome and wonderful. And I'm so glad to have you guys today. Now, let's go into the word of God. Um, it's going to be Psalm 61, and we're going to continue on the same title, God. Give it to God. Give it to God. Um, we're on this title because in this time and day, we have to understand we have to give it to God no matter what, because we have to understand that the doctors don't have all the answers like God does. I know we're going through a stage 
where it's scary. We're going through a stage where we don't know the outcome, but we still have to turn it over to God, no matter what. Because if we turn it over to God, God will never leave you nor forsake you. God will stay with you always. Let's go into Psalm 61. And it says this. I'm, I'm reading from the Life Application Bible. I'm reading from the Life Application Bible. This is a really good Bible. It breaks things down on um, how we're living today. Um, it says, oh, God. I'm sorry. Let me read that again. Oh, God, listen to my cry. Hear my prayer from the ends of the earth. I cry to you for help when my heart is overwhelmed led to the towering rock of safety for you have for you are my safe refuge what what is this saying this is saying that he's crying out to god david is crying out to god and said i need your help i need you right now i put aside my feelings i put aside my pride i put aside all these things because, God, I want to be a part of you. I need your help. I need you right now in the time of trouble. Look, look, look at this. He says, oh, God, listen to my cry. Listen. He says, listen, because God, he felt that God wasn't listening to him. He felt that God wasn't there. He said, listen to my cry. Uh, does somebody feel like that today? Does somebody feel like you're not being listened to. You feel that you're being walked by. You feel uh, neglected. Do you feel unloved? God is here for you. We have to understand that God had to get David in this desolate place for him to understand that he needed God. He had to get him broken down in order to break. He had to break him down in order to bring him back up. Uh, a lot of us is being broken today and we don't know how to get back up and i was sent to tell you that it's going to be okay because god's gonna let you back he's gonna restore you back to him uh verse two it says from the ends of the earth he said from the ends of the earth i cry to you for help he said from the ends of the earth i cry to you oh god this is saying that this is the end for me. I don't know where else to turn. I feel that this is the end of the line. I feel I made it to the, my final destination. So I cry to you, God, for help. I don't know where else to go. Uh, but I go to you, God. I don't know where else to turn. I turn to my family members and they wasn't able to help me. I turned to my doctor and they wasn't able to help me. I turn every which way. And I wasn't able to be helped. And so, God, I'm turning to you. This is my last straw. I, I'm turning to you and say I'm giving up all these things because I'm at my wit's end. And it says, when my heart is overwhelmed, when my heart is overwhelmed, uh huh, led me to the towering rock of safety he says when i when i can't take life anymore I, it led me to the safety of you it led me to the safety place of you uh what is the safety place the safety place is in your secret closet your rock of safety could be in your secret closet 
uh, wherever you have your secret closet that, that is the rock of safety and we have to understand that every now and then we have to go to the rock of safety because we think we have it all together but we have to go to the rock of safety and find our refuge we have to find our safe place and so that God can repair us we have to find our safe place so God can restore us we have to find our safe place so that God can hear us and listen and we can listen to God we have to find our safe place so that we have no distractions because we're in a broken place how many of us have, have we been so broken in our life to where we don't want to do nothing we don't want to do nothing with our spouses we don't want to do nothing with our kids we become so broken and we don't want to do anything at all because we're broken. Well, God says this. God says, if you're broken, I can fix you. If you're broken, I can heal you. You just have to come unto me. There's some people that is broken. There's some people that is broken and can be healed today but they don't bother going to God. No matter how much they hear, go to God with your problems. They don't want to go to God. We have some Christians today that don't want to go to God with their. We have some people that is broken and going through some things. Their household is going out of control, but we're we don't want to go to God. We have to understand that we have to go to God. I, I tell you this story of this young lady she was a she she was having trouble in life she was in school doing well um living with her grandmother doing doing awesome doing wonderful and she ended up decided she wanted to have a different life so she was always in the word of god and she's like you know what? I'm, I'm getting tired of the word of god i want to break out and go party a little bit. I want to hang out a little bit. And she went out with her friends to hang out. And you wouldn't believe what ended up happening. She ended up meeting this guy. And this guy didn't mean no good for her. They drunk and drunk. So she got drunk and wasted. He wasn't drunk and wasted. He was still in his right mind. He grabbed her and they went off into the night. Friends didn't think nothing about it because she was having a good time with him. She was laughing and giggling and dancing with him. So they didn't think anything about it when they should have. So went, went off, put her in the car. He drove for a while. He drove in circles and circles and circles. And she was passed out. When she comes to back to, she noticed that she was driving. She noticed that, you know, that the car was just driving in circles. And she was getting confused and scared because now she's in this stranger's car. She didn't know what to do. She didn't know where to turn. She couldn't call nobody. She didn't have no phone. And the guy stopped in a hurry, slammed on the brakes, duct taped her, put her in a plastic bag. This is a true story. Duct taped her. Before he put her in a plastic bag, he was going to rape her. But what ended up happening was that a storm started to come. A storm was on its way to, to hitting. 
he did not want to be caught in the storm. He didn't want to get his hair wet or his clothes wet. So he's like, I, I don't want to be caught in the storm. So he duct taped her, put a trash bag over her head, over her body, and put her in the ditch. And left her for dead. Now, as she was in this ditch, left for dead, she started murmuring and complaining about how she was in this ditch. She started murmuring and complaining, God, you're gonna leave me in this ditch to die. God, you're gonna leave me. Oh, I served you, I loved you all this time. I went out one time and you're gonna leave me here. As she was murmuring and complaining, murmuring and complaining, the storm came down. And you wouldn't believe that when the storm came down, she was in a position of the storm. She was in a position where the storm, the rain started to hit the tape and she started to be able to wiggle her way out. She started to wiggle her way out of the tape and she eventually she was able to get release of her hands and then she worked on her feet and got the bag off her head and off her body. Now, I told you this story just to let you know that sometimes when you're in a dark place, uh, when you start murmuring and complaining, God puts you in a situation where he lets you out. He puts you in a situation where he helps you out. But we have to understand that we can't murmur and complain so much that we forget that he left a door open. He left you a way out. Uh, when it gets overwhelmed, he left a way for you to have safe refuge and from your troubles. And so we have to understand that God allows us to get into these troubles to teach us a lesson, to make us stronger. Uh, we, tell, we tell people all the time, I know God don't want me to go through this pain. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, he wants you to go through it so you can come out stronger. Because uh, he says, I don't want you to be a weak Christian. I want you to be a strong, mightyful Christian. So when Satan comes up against you, you can be stronger than who you are. You can be stronger than what you was. That's why he says, come unto me as a babe. Uh, come unto me as a little child because I can make you stronger. I can make you stronger in God. I can make you stronger in the word because we have too many unstrong Christians. We have too many Christians that are not strong in the word, but David was even strong in the word and he still needed God. He was mindful in the word and he still needed God. So we have to understand no matter how strong and mindful we are, we still need God. We still need God in our life no matter what. Let me finish this up um, before, I, before I start the uh, getting too excited. Let me finish this up and I'm out your way. It says, for you are my safe refuge, a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. Ah, my enemies cannot reach me. Okay. Have, have, you, have, uh, have we ever had a situation where our enemies are looking for us and our enemies can't find us? Who? Thank you. you just, we have our enemies looking for us, but they can't find us. We Enemies are looking for us on every hand, but they cannot find us. And if they do find they can't touch us. Uh, have you ever had a situation where your enemy was right down the street, uh, but they didn't even know you was there? Uh, have you ever had an enemy right next door to you? 
and they didn't know you was there. You went in and went out every single day, but they just couldn't find you. They were trying to hunt you down, but they couldn't find you. Uh, let's take a moment and say, God, thank you for the haters. Uh, the haters make us stronger. The haters make us wiser. The haters of our life makes us into who we are today. If you have no haters, you need to recheck yourself because you might be hooked up with the wrong source. Because if you're hooked up with God all the way, you're going to have some haters. If you're hooked up with the word of God, you're going to have some haters in your life. But God says, I can take care of those haters. Um, it says, let me live forever and your sanctuary safe beneath the shelter of your wings. For you have heard my vows, O God. You have given me an inheritance reserved for those who fear your name. Add many years to the life of the king. May his years span the generations. May he reign under God's protection forever. May your unfailing love and faithfulness which over him watch over him then i will sing praises to your name forever as i fulfill my vows each day this is david saying can i god can i just live in you can i can i just live under your wing because i i don't want to take this hurt and pain anymore there's people out there today that don't want to take the hurt and pain anymore that don't want to take it anymore that says i can't take it alone no more. I need God to take the wheel. I need God to live with me. I need, I need God to guide me. And I, and I want to live under his wing. I don't know about you, but I want to live under God's unprotecting wing. I want to live under the protection of God. Uh, if you don't want to live under the protection of God, it's fine. But I want to live under the protection of God because he has sustained me. He has kept me throughout the years. He has kept me throughout the days. Uh, I stand today at 28 years old saying that he has never left me nor forsake me. When I was in my despair time, he didn't leave me alone. He, he didn't cast me out to the wolves. He said, I'm going to save you. I'm going to keep you and I'm going to hold you and I'm going to love you uh, because every man that's in him, he said, no man can pluck me out of him out of God's hands. Once you hold on to God, no man can pluck you out because I trust in the Lord with all my heart and I don't lean on to my own understanding because the reason why I don't lean on to my own understanding because my own understanding can get me into some trouble. I learned over the years uh, that I can't lean on my own understanding. I learned over the years of me being a heartache and pain to other people. I can't lean to my own understanding. Uh, I learned as I was a child, I couldn't lean to my own understanding. Uh, but I have to be honest with I, I didn't get it until I became an adult. I didn't get it and understand that you can't lean on your own understanding until I became an adult and I had some hard knocks. Uh, you have to understand through this time and day that we have to lean on God. 
And he said, if you lean on me, I will direct your paths. Uh, for John 3.16 said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. Uh, but I love this part. But have everlasting life. That's why this life isn't phasing me. So I'm getting by so well. That's why I have no needs in this life. I might not have the best of the best, but God has sustain me and I have everything that I need I have everything that I need in God because God has sustained me no matter what angle I go he says I will lead you and I will guide you I will be with you all the ways to the earth uh, we have to understand that God says I'll be with you always no matter which way you go as long you follow me, as long you are in my will, I will give you refuge. Uh, I love Psalm 23, my favorite scripture, my, my very first scripture that I learned how to read uh, in the Bible. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall Fear no evil, for thy rod and thy shepherd comfort me all the ways. Uh, this is my favorite part. He anointeth my head with oil. Uh, he prepared a table in the presence of my enemies. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, that's one of my favorite scriptures because I learned how to read that. Uh, at eight years old, I didn't know how to read. And I learned how to read and understand that. Uh, and throughout the days of my life uh, leading up to today, I learned uh, to learn and I learned to trust in God. I learned to hold on to God. I learned that God is my shepherd. I, I shall not need for anything as long as I trust in him and give my all to God. And so we have to understand that we have to give our all to God. What is giving your all to God? It means having a prayer life. It means having a Bible study life. It means that you're indwelled with God. You, can, you can't get enough of talking about God. You can't get enough of talking about him because uh, you love his praises because you love who he is David said I love who you are I'm in desolate time I'm in hard times so God I need you God I need you right now why is he calling on God like this because he says uh, because you have to understand that God sent Jesus to this earth uh, to heal and to die on the cross uh, he healed a blind man. He healed a lame man. Uh, he healed a deaf man. He also healed a person with the issue, a woman with the issue of blood. He healed with the, a woman with the issue of bent over and can't walk straight. Uh, he fed the 500. Uh, he fed the 4,000. And he, you know that God said, I sent you on this earth. So that man can be saved through you. Uh, he fed and he healed people. Uh, he fed and he healed people. He gave them the testament uh, and he rebuked uh, the Pharisees. He rebuked them in every which way. Uh, my favorite one is when he rebuked uh, when they went out and saw uh, this lady committing adultery. 
and they brought him to they brought her to Jesus and Jesus uh, instead of condemning the woman, uh, he, he instead he condemned the Pharisees. Uh, watched how he handled this situation. You can find it um, in the New Testament, just like this. He says that uh, the Pharisees found this woman uh, committing adultery, and they was ready to throw stones at her. And the Pharisees said, "What do you say about this?" And Jesus said, uh, the person that, that committed no sin cast the first stone. Uh, you, didn't, you missed that. The person that didn't commit no sin cast the first stone. He said, the person that is perfect cast the first stone. And they started going off one by one. Uh, we have to understand that only God is perfect. There's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, but by, uh, I love Romans 3, 23, it says, uh, for the wages of sin is death. Uh, but unto us is the gift of God that give us eternal life. Uh, I wish I had more time with you, but I just want to let you know that Jesus got put on the cross uh, after he got beat and sped on, after he got taken to king to king uh and then he got put on that cross and this is the most exciting part because uh, he died for us if it wasn't for him to die we would still be under the, the old law if we wasn't to die for us we would still be under man's law instead of god's law says just love me as you love yourself love your neighbor as you love me we'd have been under man's law and we've been dead and gone long time ago but oh jesus decided that he's gonna follow through with god's plan and he got nailed to the cross and he got put on that cross uh he was up there and people sped on him and talked about him and he uh, after he gave his last words uh we have to understand they pierced him in the side and uh, after they pierced him in the side, they knew he was dead and gone. Uh, and they put him in the borrowed tomb, and they said, this is the end of Jesus. Uh, kiss him goodbye. This is the end of him. This is all he had to say. And they said, I, I, this is all that is going on. They put him in the tomb, and they said, Yo, Jesus is dead. Uh, but I'm glad, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that this is not the end of the story. Because he stayed in the tomb all day Saturday. Uh, he stayed in the tomb all night Saturday night. But on early Sunday morning, I, I said early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. I uh, got up with all power in life. Uh, he got up with all power in his hands through death. Uh, um, I wish you understand something here that when he got up with all power in heaven and earth, uh, we have to understand that God says you have all power now. So now nobody can take your life. You did not land your life now no more. This is only a one time thing. Uh, he laid his life down for us because he loved us so much. He cared about us so much to lay his life down to save us from the cross. Uh, I wish somebody was hearing me here that we have to understand that God 
did not send Jesus to lay his life on the cross for us to be ignorant. Uh, he didn't lay, he didn't have his son to lay on the cross for us to be dumbfounded about his word. Uh, he didn't lay his son on the cross so we can live our life how we want to live our life. He didn't lay his son on the cross uh, for us to do what we want to do. Uh, so we have to buy, buy the word. Uh, we either do it voluntarily or we're going to do it forcefully. Uh, I hear though some say that it either you do it now or you do it later. Uh, I'd rather do it voluntarily than enforce because it says every knee uh, shall bow at the end. Every tongue shall confess. But then it'll be too late. You never hear God say it'd be too late until the end. Uh, notice that he says it's never too late. To get your life back on track. It's never too late. Every time you wake up, it's never too late to do this and that. It's never too late to follow me. But to notice towards the end of Revelation, you have to notice that he says that every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. But then it'll be too late. He says, I, I, I turn away from me. I don't know you. I want him to say to me. I don't care about anybody, but I want him to say to me. Come on in. Good and well. Faithful servant. Race well. Race one. Because I want him to say, come on in. I don't want him to say, turn away from me. I don't know you. Uh, how can I be a part of this Jesus, you ask? I'm glad you really ask. All you have to do is set them in your heart. He says, I, the ones that love me is the ones that I'm taking in to heaven. The ones that don't love me is the ones that's going to fall away. Uh, can I tell you a small story about me? Uh, I love Jesus. Uh, I fell in love with him a long time ago. Because when I was a young kid, I didn't know how to read. At eight years old, I didn't know how to read. I didn't know how to write. Uh, and I got taken in to a family. Uh, that said, we're going to love you to the ends of the world. Uh, and as I grew up, I started to learn and learn and started to learn how to read. Uh, but this was an interesting story. I ended up moving out of the house, out of the protection of my mom and I started to be able to be having freedom uh, to move there and from here and there and I made some mistakes and I didn't stay in contact with nobody I didn't stay in contact not even with God and I ended up losing my way because I started drifting away but God says I'm going to get you back in to the word and do you not know that he brought me back to the word because I started drifting away just a little bit. Uh, but God says, I'm going to bring you back to the word. And I stand and I, I came back to the word and I said, oh, how can I forget? How can I leave the word of what I love? Uh, he brought me back to the word through his servants. Uh, so I love God because he gives you instructions. And he gives you a way saying that you're in dangerous territory. It's a way of he gives you a warning saying that you're doing something dangerous. Come back on to me. Uh, I wish somebody was literally listening today. There's somebody 
in danger today that fell away from the word that fell away from the word and need you to come back home. This is a call saying, come back home. It's never too late. If it's never too late for me, if it's never too late for me, it's never too late for you to come back home to Christ. I know we get so involved in the world. Um, don't get me wrong. I got involved in the world and I went out. Oh, I'm going I'm to do this. I'm going to do that because I was in my I was so into myself. But we have to understand that we can't be so into ourselves that we forget about God. Never. Never be into ourselves to where we forget where we come from. To where we turn our backs on the very ones that love us. We turn our backs on the ones that's been there for us. For these new friends or these new people that come into our life that didn't hold us down through hard times. That didn't hold us down through rough times. We turn our backs on them. We go with our new friends. But then when things get kind of shaky, get kind of rocky, guess what? Our new friends turn on us. Mm. When, when things start to not go our way, our friends bail on us. But then the ones that's been there the whole time comes back and say, with the word, I, I love you. I love you. I love you. And that makes you break down into a way of that, oh man, I'm never leaving the comfort of God. Again, I'm never leaving the comfort of God. And a lot of people like to say, oh, you're, you're, um, you're young, you're young. Yeah, I'm young, but I went through, I've been through some things and I've been through some struggles and I know now I know who loves me. Now I know who's there for me. And that's the ones I'm keeping close and my enemies at arm's length. I'm keeping them, the ones that love me close, holding them dear to my heart. And the ones that don't care about me at arm's length, because those become the enemies. So we have to understand that people become your friends overnight, over day. But then when the morning comes, they're gone. It's just a one night stand friend. They become friends because they have something, they, they want something from you. And the only way to get it from you is to become friends with you. So we have to be careful. Who we call friend. I learned that throughout the ages. We have to be careful who we call friend. We have to be careful who we call family. We have to be careful of who we have our inner circle. Be very careful. Very careful because people can come into your inner circle and damage you. And people can kill you off of what they want from you. Have you ever had a friend that always needed something? If you have friends like that today that always, always, always need something, get rid of them. Get rid of them. Because you don't want a friend that don't bring nothing to the table. Huh? You don't want a friend that don't bring anything to the table. I learned, I learned that from my moms that you don't, you don't want a friend, a girlfriend that don't bring anything to the table. They have to bring something. It's not always money. It's, it's intellect. It's always something to the table. They bring their thoughts. They bring their opinions. They bring something. They don't have no thoughts. They don't have no opinions. They don't have nothing. It's not always just money. They have to bring something to the table along with you. Because if they don't, they, if they do not participate in the friendship, then what is a friendship? They don't participate. If you always have to bring something to the table, you have to bring stuff up. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do everything. Then what kind of friend is that?
God is a friend that says you only have to bring a mustard seed to the Watch God. God says you only have to bring a mustard seed of faith to the table. A mustard seed of faith to the table. And I would do the rest. And that's a true friend. Because he says you only have to bring a little bit to the table and I'll do the rest. He didn't say 50%. Mustard seed is very small. He, he didn't say 100%. He said mustard is very small. Bring your brokenness to the table. Bring yourself to the table. And I would do the rest. And he's not asking you to be perfect or I get myself in order. No, he's saying come as you are. Come as you are today. If you want to know who Christ is, you can come as you are. You can definitely reach out and say, I want to be saved today. I want to be a part of Christ today. I want to give my life over to him. And guess what will happen? He says, I will be there and I will answer. You can do it in the privacy. You can be saved in the privacy of your home. If you just do this, raise your hands. Raise your hands up to the sky and says, Father, I want to be a part of you. I've been living my life without you. And I want you to enter into my life. I believe that you sent your son to die on the cross and raise again and be an intercessor for me. Father, I lift my hands. I lift my heart unto you. And I want to be a part of you, Father God. I want to be a part of the body of Christ. Come to you right now crying out. Because I want to be a part of the body of Christ. And I believe in my heart. And I believe in my soul. That you are the ultimate risen king, Father God. And thank you for your sending your son down on the amazing cross to die for me. For I am a sinner. And I need you. Can't live without you. Amen. If you pray that prayer, do you not know God will enter your heart so fast and God will enter your life and he'll show you who he is. After you pray that prayer, go to John 3.16. Read John 3.16. And if you're moved by that, you, he can save you right in the middle of your home. You don't have to be in no church. You don't have to be around nobody. It could be just you and God. If you pray that prayer and then you go to John 316 in the Bible on your phone tablet whatever you want to type it in John 316 if you read that and you believe in that scripture in your heart you are saved now don't get me wrong baptism is a public announcement saying that this person is being baptized coming to the faith the faith of God coming into the Christianity and coming into the knowing of who God is and you're accepting God into your life. It's always, you always, you can't bypass baptism, but you don't have to be in a church to accept them. Then you can, once you accept them, you can go into the church and say, I accepted God as my personal life and say, I need to be baptized and, and they'll baptize you. Do you not know the very significance that God, even Jesus Christ got baptized and he wants to show a public representation of who he belonged to and who he was. That's when the dove descended because he wanted to show 
that I don't belong to this world. I belong to God. And that's why we all get baptized because we want to show that we belong to God and not to this world. And may God bless you and enrich you and may God keep you. I pray that this message reaches out to the whole entire world. I pray that this message goes somewhere. I pray that this message goes to the whole world of this message. That God still have you. You just have to give it to God. You have to surrender everything to God. And God will take care of it. God bless.